The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week joining us all the way from Berlin is the co-founder of Five Vectors, an organization that provides customized music solutions for the global gaming industry, helping game communities and esports tournaments reach wider audiences through music. You can find out more about his organization's work by visiting www.fivevectors.io. We are happy to welcome Andres Lauer onto the Break the Business Podcast. Hi, Andres. Hi, guys. How's it going? So excited to talk to you. I got to tell you, I am so intrigued by the opportunities that are continuing to be created for musicians in the gaming space. Uh, I can tell you, when I started my legal practice just a few years ago, I, I didn't think as much about the role that gaming plays for a lot of my musicians' clients. But in the last few years, a lot more opportunities have come about. The ways that musicians and gamers are interacting is really, really exciting. And so I'm glad that an organization like yours is here to come on this podcast and sort of talk to us about that interplay. So first off, can you talk to us a little bit about the work that Five Vector does to bring music solutions to the gaming industry? Yeah, 100%. I would love to do that. Um, so... What we actually want to do is um, we want to bring or we want to create new revenue opportunities for artists within the gaming space. And in exchange for that, we want to help the um, publishers and partners we work with on the gaming side of things to um, elevate their experience, to make it more immersive, to make make it more tailor made for every um, for every user, for every gamer by by delivering the right music in the right situation of the game, in the right format, in the right channel. And, and that's what, when it connects. This is why we always say we are end-to-end. -end. And by saying end-to-end, -end, we mean from the musician until the gamer. So we, we try to, to build a system that really covers both needs and, 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 and creates a win-win situation at the end of the day. I'm really interested in hearing about what that looks like on the ground. Can you give me an example of a hypothetical of what a client that would come to you and ask you for a specific music related need for a gaming project or a gaming event? Yeah. So what we do is um, if we have a partner from the gaming side, they usually approach us. And as you know, there's like always this big, um, they're like always like myths in, in our space about what kind of music fits with, which kind of games or, or game types. And what we do is, we actually create a data-driven profile of the company. So we really um, understand, like we pull and understand a lot of data to to showcase that, let's say the, the publisher is doing an FPS game, first-person shooter, and we are, tr we are um, sort of analyzing the data sets so we can give them a clear thought on, actually, maybe you think that EDM is the music to go to, but based on the user behavioral patterns that we see, based on the preferences that people have stated across the web, we believe that this kind of music is really the way to go. And like this kind of genre, and then we take it a step further by saying, 
and probably we should also rethink the arrangement of those compositions. So we have two types of things here. The first one is if someone wants an anthem, this is pretty much a pop song based on an artist um, that can transport that musical theme that is, that is contextualized with the game into, the, into a wider space. Or they're really looking for someone, music that is underlying within the game. So the game comes first and the music is a vital part of the immersiveness of the experience. But it has to be, like, like in a movie, it has to be like a soundtrack. It actually um, enhances that certain situation, but it's not at the very forefront. So maybe you're not even aware that the music is playing that intensely, but the overall feel is so capturing that you are really in the game, like uh, whatever kind of situation it is. That's so the first step for us is always to really try to understand where the publisher is coming from, what kind of audience that is, what the musical preferences are, and how the game actually works to make sure that it's not interfering with the game experience, but enhancing that experience. That's really exciting. So, I mean, an organization like yours, you know, goes to these uh, gaming companies, these publishing companies, and you're bringing them not just music expertise to help them figure out the best way to incorporate music in their game, but you're also bringing them, it sounds like, audience data to let these gaming companies know this is the kind of music you want in, in your game. So the music in question that you're using, is it primarily original music for the game or are you licensing existing content or is it both so this is this is obviously a very interesting topic so we have an in-house label under for vectors we have two brands remember what i said initially is that we are an end-to-end system so we have a brand that is completely dedicated to the gaming space that brand is players republic this is where we actually develop technology and tools for gamers to improve on their gaming or that that drive somehow engagement between gamers. And then we have two decks. Two decks is our artist facing label brand. This is a a music label dedicated to the, uh, to sort of the artistic approach that artists have when they do music. And why I say that is because on two decks, we sign music that we believe could be very fitting in that space, but we do not tell the artist what actually to compose. On the other hand side, if we are work on a on a on a like with on the players republic side of things, the partner comes first. So we actually go to producers and tell them exactly what to produce. So with that being said, there are like two types of deal at the play. The one is we have signed now three artists. We haven't talked about it yet a lot, but we will do from January on. And these three artists we think are great. Our data sets have proven that their audience could lie lie strongly within the gaming space. So we're signing these guys and we're actually going to market them into the gaming space. And this is pretty much like an artist deal, an indie deal, a fair deal. I think it's 2020. There shouldn't be any more deals like in 1995. Um, So this is like more like going into the typical indie deal. And on the other hand side, um, we work, this is more I consider production music, obviously. Why? Because it's music that is, underlying within a game it's uh it, it, it's not going to be monetized usually on the uh, through the dsps there's not an artist facing it um but nonetheless if we work with a producer and he creates this this uh like music compositions for us or what we call even sometimes audio products so so musical snippets of 10 to 15 seconds what we do do is we give them a certain share on possible income that we ge- that we generate or will generate in the future on with those compositions and assets 
why are we doing this? Because we just think it's fair. Because we are doing this uh, because we wouldn't be able to do that without the artist, even given the fact that we obviously paid him an upfront flat fee for his work in the studio. Well, we certainly love anyone who's pro artist around here. And <laughs> I, I got to say, I'm intrigued by this idea of you guys are creating companies that are sounds like they're really aiming to break musicians as being, you know, musicians that are known for making music, you know, more primarily in the gaming space, as opposed to just artists who are making music and they happen to make a song that gets featured in a game. You're sort of, you know, creating this lane for artists to be known as, well, this is an artist that we, that, that primarily does great things in the gaming space. And that's where people know them much how there are actors, voiceover artists that are primarily known for their work in video games. It sounds like you're kind of creating a similar lane for musicians in gaming. Yeah. So, so we, we're doing this because I mean, actually we try to do both because the first one is we believe that the, the gaming as a culture is becoming so big that it's gonna, that it's gonna dilute and just become a part of pop culture itself. So what I mean by that is that you cannot say this is good football music or you cannot, you cannot be like rock and roll is the right music for the NFL or it's urban or trap or whatever. It's so big that it, it, it sort of includes all the genres. And this is what we're facing, uh, what we're going to face very, very soon with the gaming culture. It's becoming so big that it is inherited all the genres. So either on the two deck side, we're actually looking at, at um, artists that maybe don't have a direct connection or that they're not producing dedicated music for the gaming space, but we see a strong correlation that their music could work extremely well in the in that environment. Or on the other hand side, we actually doing exactly that. We're going to producers and telling them, like working with them creatively, exactly on a composition that fits right into that space to elevate the experience. So on both in both cases, we're trying to get the audience closer to the to the musical work. And on one end, it's pretty much underlying, like it's. It's, it's production work for our partners. And on the other hand side, it's, it's trying to establish a fan base for those artists. And I think this is pretty much where the big potential lies, lies in. I mean, just maybe to, to, to because you, from, you know, from a legal perspective, there's, there's one thing where I always try to, try to, what I try to explain to independent artists is the gaming space, it's a virtual space. We are, we are, if we're looking down the barrel, the next generation of, of, of youngsters are gonna is gonna be the first true virtual um, generation because in this open game uh, in, in, in this open gaming worlds where massive uh, where you have like mass interaction with other in individuals through your digital characters it's becoming like a virtual reality people in Fortnite they meet they mingle they do all certain kinds of things they don't they do not only follow the path of the game itself. Um, they utilize it as a social space. So in this social space, music will play a vital role because music is our strongest cultural driver that we have. So our question was, how is it going to be implemented? In which legal implications will it have? How can we actually make sure that in the future, musicians, you know, get paid instead of, you know, what, what can we develop that it's, that it's more rewarding than just maybe just a flat fee? And this is why when we started Two Decks, um, there's, there's, there's a big, like, um, there's a lot of questions are unsolved. And if you look at Twitch, they don't have a deal with the, with the, with the PROs for now, 
But what we do believe is that if we can make the first steps with artists together um, in that space that is still some, you know, where, where there's uncertainty, we can help and shape um, that space and create a foundation where artists will get paid. And if we can do that earlier than the majors, um, we can also represent certain groups that are usually not represented by the typical music industry. That's exciting. You know, you hit the nail right on the head when you were sort of suggesting that when we see a lot of new emerging models, some disruptive models, it's often the foundation of those models are often created in a way that doesn't think about how can we make sure that artists are paid fairly for the work that they do. So when I hear what you're saying about you're, you're seeing this disruption happening and you want to make sure that right from the beginning we establish some good funding models for artists, that, that definitely makes me smile. So let me ask you this. So for yeah. the indie artists out there who are listening to what you're saying and are seeing the potential in this space and are seeing potentially new monetization art, uh, models for indie artists who can do work in the gaming industry but have no idea how to get started, have no idea how to make connections, have no idea how to get their music to the people that can create these opportunities for them, what advice would you give? I would tell them to reach out, to reach out to us right now because um, – from what I can say is that I worked for five years for a major record company. And I think right now the space is still like the gaming space is, is not where it will be in a couple of years when it will be so big that actually there will be more infrastructure. So what I wanted to say with that is that people who are like deep core of gaming fans still appreciates when people reach out or like come into their space genuinely with an honest approach and if this is a musician what we saw is that we had a couple of indie artists coming to the gaming space and we presented them in an in an in an, in an humble and honest way and we're like hey this is this is like two producers we're working with um they're independent this is the music they want to learn more about it then these this target group can be very inclusive if it's done the right way, then you can grow a fan base, a small fan base, very, very quick. And even if the people are not like into your music itself, usually they look for that kind of interaction. So it, just to have the last like train of thought is think about it on Spotify, how you monetize this engagement. Because you go to Spotify and you listen to a song. That's like engagement. There's no payment or whatever being done in that transaction. It's all in the back. And these guys are used to engage with people because their main, um, con they're conditioned in video games. And video games itself, it's like, the, it's like constant engagement loops. So if you can go into that space and build a small fan base, these guys will be way more engaged than usually a super fan is that has to be, that, that has to come from like the physical space, someone who maybe... Uh, discovers you on a live setting and then trans, you know comes into the digital space. These guys live in a digital space. They're very active there. They can help you beat the drum and help you create a real fan base. So what I would do if I would be an indie musician, um, come to our Discord server from Players Republic or come to um, or shoot us a mail at a contact at fiveactors.io. We're constantly looking for people to work with, especially across the board because we're genre agnostic because we listen to what our partners want. So um, maybe there's an opportunity for, for, you know, for some of the guys. So just to make sure I have this, uh, you, you're saying that uh, one of your organizations has a Discord server and yeah. 
Yeah, we have a Discord server. Yes. And so, what was the name of that organization again? Players Republic. And then you also provided an email address: contact at fivevectors.io. Correct. Beautiful. Oh, that's that's really exciting. I hope your email inbox doesn't get spammed too much from uh, (laughs) announcing that. But I appreciate you. uh, You know providing opportunities for the indie artists listening out there. Uh, Andres, this has been really, really exciting. I'm so intrigued by everything that happens in this industry. In addition to obviously caring a lot about the music industry, I very much love the gaming industry as well. And I love just, I, I, I've been a gamer my whole life. So this is really, really cool uh, seeing these two uh, loves of mine coming together. Before we let you go this week, one last question for you. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Yeah, I think a lot of times um, people think from the very get-go very small, and I want I want everyone to encourage to think big. And I, to think big, I don't mean to only think about playing in um, on on big stages. But what I think big is is I mean, in, be encouraged to really like be confident and push the music out there and and, and look for. Um, look for the right people that can support you and and don't be satisfied immediately with the first result because there's like in our day and age indie artists are able to produce amazing music with the resources that they have that can actually compete with any major music out there and this is why they shouldn't shy away and, and, and just give in on the very first opportunity but be confident enough to be like we can go further than that and we can we can be maybe bigger than people expect us to be find out more about our guests organization by visiting www.5vectors.io andres thank you so much for joining us this week thank you very much for having me had a blast me too and thank you all for listening to the break the business podcast